All right, guys. Uh, thank you all for joining in. Uh, last episode of the season, Fan and the Fanatic season one wrapping up. We have our special, I guess he's now our NBA guest, Logan, joining us to wrap up the NBA season. Uh, so let's, well, first of all, let's address one thing. Congrats, Logan, on your win. Thank you. You can cash that out when we're in Vegas in a couple of weeks. How much, what, what were the odds again when you placed the bet? I placed it right before the playoffs started and it was plus a thousand. All right. So Logan, Logan's Let's a go. big winner. So Logan's paying for dinner then? <laughs> Lo- I'm paying for the UFC ticket with this money. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be watching the UFC. Maybe I'll go, maybe I'll go live a little bit on the on the. IG. Well, I'm definitely betting. We all all got on. Oh, yeah, sports bet. On this. Definitely, yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, so congrats, Logan, uh, cashing out. But uh, speaking, you know, let's just get into the finals. So the Dubs won in six. Matt's prediction came true. Um, what can I say? Put me on ESPN. <laughs> nice. he, he was on the money with that one. Was looking pretty grim after three games, but, you know, uh, we'll get into it. But Dubs pulled it off. Steph got his MVP, or finals MVP, I should say. And uh, we saw the emotions he had post-game. But, uh, you know what, let's just get right into it. So, Logan, that's why we have you on the show. You're kind of you've kind of been our marquee basketball guest on the show so why don't uh first off uh let's just run through that game six and if you had any impressions or or i guess kind of your reaction to that game six this felt like everyone showed up and was ready to play right off the get-go it was crazy to see dream on going from missing 11 11 of his first threes in the finals to hitting two in the first quarter once that second three-pointer went in, it was like game over. They just went on a run and they could not be stopped. And it seemed like Celtics, they just don't have a bench. You know, only five points off the bench from uh, Derek White and uh, the other were Williams, Grant Williams. But Tatum just needed help. And Jalen Brown did not bad. Uh, overall, Warriors just do such a great job at like helping on defense and closing off uh, driving lanes. And that was a huge part of this whole series too. And hats, um, that's, that's all she wrote. <laughs> yeah. Um, I talked right, to the Warriors. Yeah, not going off that. Do you have anything to add or anything else you wanted to say? No, so kind of I'll piggyback off of Logan. So he mentioned that Draymond Green hit two threes that game. So I think once he hit that first one, you could you could start to feel that he had a lot of confidence back. Like, okay, like this is like my night to step up. And what did I say, Greg? I wasn't, I was wrong, but I wasn't that wrong. You're close. When I said Draymond was, I said Draymond's going to get a triple double in game six. He didn't, but he was pretty close. He was pretty close. 
but you could tell that Draymond's impact on both sides of the ball was being felt by the Warriors and also by the Celtics. I thought Draymond's defense was hellacious. Uh, I know Jalen Brown scored 34, but he was making everybody work. And then on the offensive end, he was taking the shots that everyone was criticizing him for, for not taking, but he actually did that this game and he made them. And from that, he was able to kind of get into a rhythm. You know, he was doing a great job playing with pace, grabbing the board and leading the break. And then from there, that's where he's so good at playing four on three or playing with that mismatch where he can make the correct pass to the correct shooter. So hats off to Draymond for bouncing back. Um, it was really kind of, I thought it was his game and he kind of decided it because you know what you're going to get from Steph. We kind of expected already that Wiggins was going to contribute 15 to 25, play good defense on Tatum. He did all of that. But Draymond Green coming along for the ride. Uh, it was a good story to see. But, you know, the Celtics, they're just, I cannot believe they made the finals. And it could be lucky because they got some breaks in that Milwaukee series, I will say. But I've never seen a finals team so sloppy. Like, I don't know. Like, I've been critical of Marcus Smart this entire finals basically but he's not a point guard and I don't think you can win a championship with him as your starting point guard and we see what Tatum is trying to do kind of trying to put everything on his shoulders like that's not Jason Tatum's game I think like he was trying to be LeBron but not everyone is going to be able to score 40 points dish out 13 assists play defense on the number one guy and then grab maybe 15 rebounds as well. Like that's tough to do, but Jason Tatum, uh, he, he was another guy kind of disappointed again. I think Greg, you and I both said Jason Tatum was going to play big this game. <laughs> We've been kind of saying that after every game they had, but yeah, just, I mean, hats off to Andrew Wiggins because he was kind of the one that shut him down, but yeah, Marcus Smart. Sorry, buddy. I think you got to go back to being a six man. Yeah, and I, I want to emphasize the Andrew Wiggins part on the defensive end. He carried it more, I think, than Draymond Green. Like the way that he was able to lock down Tatum, force him to make uncomfortable shots just in his grill right as he crosses half court with the ball. He's just always looking like a pest and it's all because of his athleticism I think he's able to reach so far with his uh, wingspan and he's able to get so many deflections it's just a great story to see how Andrew Wiggins career has totally flipped ever since kind of joining the Warriors yeah uh, yeah great stuff it was a big uh this is a big series for him that, you know, he was the guy that stepped up in that um, game four uh, or no, sorry, game five um, in that game five when Steph was cold. Right. And he kind of carried the load offensively. And uh, even Clay said it himself, you know, uh, it was great to have, you know, Wiggins there because usually that was Clay's old job. Right. Like he had to go out and guard the best 
guard on the other team or wing on the other team. Um, but as we saw in this series, you know, Clay could take Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart, whoever it was, and kind of let Wiggins be the primary defender. And I thought that 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 helped a lot because Draymond really, I mean, he's only like 6'6", but he guards, you know, he'll play the five, he'll guard the five usually. Um, so having that extra wing defender that can also go get a bucket was huge uh, for them in that series. But um, but just me looking back at that game six, you know, what I had said before, um, I just – I didn't know if the Celtics were going to be able to have an answer, right, um, to how the Warriors were playing them. And sure enough, uh, I said if the Warriors can play defense without fouling, I think they can win. Um, and, you know, they caused 22 turnovers from the Celtics. That's what – that's been, like, the killer, right? And I guess the narrative all playoffs. It's when they turn the ball over <clears> – <throat> sorry. They turn the ball over. Um, yeah, they they just lose too many of those possessions. <clears throat> and with, uh, yeah, Tatum uh, orchestrating the offense, it was, it was going to be tough, so – Oh, I'm like choking. All right. Well, let's see. What should we get into? All right. MVP. Oh, my God. All right. So, Steph won MVP. Sorry. Um, what do – how do we feel about this, um, I guess, attributing to his legacy? You guys have any any thoughts, Logan? I'll let you go first. I think he's on the Mount Rushmore, the top 10 best players that everyone's been talking about on the media. Uh, it's just the, it's just that he got the last piece of the puzzle to cement his legacy within the basketball world. And he doesn't have anything to prove now that he showed that he can win without Kevin Durant. And that's, Crazy to see how decorative his career is looking back at it. And it's really nice to see that he gets his finals MVP for the first time. I think he still should have gotten it in 2015. Wait, so Logan, you said just FYI, Mount Rushmore is four. I know. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but top is 10, he top, top ten. Four? Oh, he's top ten. Oh, top ten. Okay, well, Steph Curry is not on my Mount Rushmore. Let's get <laughs> that clear. Yeah. But I will. Our generation, it. Mount Rushmore. Ooh, our generation, Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. easily, easily. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But all time. I'm still on the borderline of like that fringe top 10. Like, you see a 10, 11, 12. Like, because if you put Steph Curry in the top 10, that means somebody else has to be kicked off. And it's like, who in the top 10 deserves that? Like, I, I really I can't think of anyone that could get out. Maybe, I mean, you could say Shaq. 
Will Bill Russell? That's kind of hard. Like, not Larry Bird. So, Bill Russell is the one I, I always have a hard time. Like, with. that's it's yeah. tough. I really like. Don't I want to put Steph in the top ten, but it's like I don't know who to take out of the top ten. Yeah. So because we never got to see these guys like growing up, you know, we can only talk about the people that we watch as we grow up. That's true. Um, but I don't know. This one was kind of interesting to me, at least this finals um, for Steph, because, you know, he's 34, um, but, you know, he's not really showing any signs of slowing down at all to me. If anything, his handle looks tighter than it was before. Um, he looks like a little more explosive on his drives. Um, but I, I just thought this 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 finals was so impressive to me because he shot it like so efficiently. Like, I mean, just even if we look back at this game six, right? Um, he had 34 points, 12 of 21 from the field, six of 11 from three, you know, like, he was doing it so efficiently at, and, you know, like even the great shooters, you know, shoot around that 40, 45% range. Right. But the, like the whole series, he was so efficient. And um, that last game, uh, I mean, people forget like how good he is as a finisher too. I think, I think that's like, it's always been an underrated part of his game. Right. Um, obviously because he's the greatest shooter of all time. Uh, people forget how crafty he can be um, at finishing in the paint, right? Like, you know, we'll go to that game six down the stretch. Um, crazy enough, Al Horford usually did a pretty good job defending Steph, right? For, I mean, a decent, you know, as good as he can do throughout the series, guarding Steph one-on-one. Um, -on -one. But Steph finally just put his head down and said, okay, I'm not going to pull that 2016 finals, right? You remember what that last possession, right? When Kevin Love was guarding him and he's, he's dancing, he's dancing. And then finally takes a tough contested three, uh, you know, missed it. But um, it's almost like he learned from that one moment where he, when he had Horford on him again, you know, it, it was kind of the same stuff. He was dribbling, just ISO one-on-one. -on -one. But when he finally had the step, he took it, you know, uh, all the way to the room and finished. I thought just like seeing that maturity from Steph, um, it's it just like I, I can understand why he, he was, you know, so emotional after the game um, because he, you know, it's like he shot to stardom. He's the underdog. He's everyone's favorite guy. And then, uh, but, you know, e even then he's still criticized by the media, right? Oh, he's not the best player on the team, you know, like. He couldn't do it, you know, without every, like the Cavs were hurt. Oh no, it was KD. They had they had the you know the most unfair team in NBA history. Blah blah blah. Um, but I think this this Finals MVP yeah, just kind of caps off and cements his legacy. I would I I could honestly I could see him being in the top ten all time. But I might be a little biased as to my top 10 um, because, I, I don't know, when I think of a top 10 player, I have to think, like, not only obviously gifted physically, um, 
but and, and you know a winner but what did they do like for the game as well like Steph literally like literally changed the game of basketball how it's played today how kids are taught at a young age um you know it's everyone goes does ball handling drills now everyone is working on their shooting doesn't matter what how tall you are or not right uh he like weaponized that three-pointer and i think that just gives him such a good case for for a top 10 player of all time but um because you've got to have like a little something i mean it's one thing to be great right but what if you can leave your stamp on the game as well um I don't know. I, I would have him sneaking like just in that top 10 spot. I don't know if I can name you all my top 10 guys right now, but if I had to say, yeah, I'd probably have Steph in there. But um, And I want to talk about the other feel-good story real fast. I, I just thought it was so good to see like Clay out there in this finals run, right? You know, he was hurt the past two years, tough injuries. But, I mean, he didn't have a great shooting game this game six. But, you know, he was aggressive. Um, and it, it, he was just, like, a little off. I don't know if you guys were noticing, like, his misses. You know, it's, like, like that in and out. Oh, like, you know, the when it double hits off the rim like that, you know, it's, like, he's, like, just a little bit off his game. So we didn't get to see the game six clay like me and Matt were expecting, right? But um, I get regardless, they got the job done, so. But it was just good to see Clay out there. I can't even imagine, like, I, I still think back to how he must have felt when he tore his Achilles, right? Because, you know, he tears the ACL in the finals, misses the entire next season, right? Just sitting on the bench, works himself all the way back to be ready and tears his Achilles. I mean, maybe the Achilles isn't as big of a deal today as it had been previously, right? You know, KD tore it. Um, now Clay's adding on. Guys have been kind of recovering better from this Achilles thing than people in the in the past. But I would, I just can't even imagine how, how like much of a mental toll that must have taken on him. So, uh, for him to come all the way back and like look the same and still be the same like defensive player, I think that's more impressive. Uh, to look the same defensively. I got to tip my hat to Clay. So, uh, congrats to Clay. And, uh, man, they got four. Those, the four guys in that picture right here behind me, they got four rings. Same as LeBron. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that one. Uh, <laughs> Not looking good for LeBron in this competition for the titles. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, yeah, the LeBron versus Steph legacy debate will live on now. <laughs> yeah, but and going to your uh, Clay Thompson point, he was out for uh nine hundred and forty one days. To put that into perspective, to have like your whole your job, your occupation, kind of just on break for that long of a period, that's gotta be a tough mental toll, especially with the media. They see all this chatter. That's got to be a rough battle to deal with. And that's why Clay is very respectable. And he's he's creeping up there for one of my favorite players in the M NBA just by the way 
that he was able to come back and have a success story. First year that he comes back. That's true. That is true. Because Draymond and Steph had been playing on and off the past two years, but when they have finally, Maybe it was Clay. Whole, <laughs> when they finally yeah, had the whole effect. team together. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Um all right. Well, let's get into the some of the fun, fun stuff from after this. So, you know, Draymond doing his pod and stuff afterwards. He's talking mad, like mad shit talk to to everyone, right? I don't know if you guys saw the clay. Did you guys see Clay's uh <laughs> the Jaren Jackson? Jaren Jackson? <laughs> oh my what a bum. What a bum. I thought like it's it, like it's hard to hate Clay. Like, cause he's just so like everything he says, you know, it's just honesty, right? But and he doesn't do it in like a super obnoxious way either, you know. Like, um, I just thought that that moment was so funny because he took that so disrespectfully, and it's it's just kind of funny to see Clay, you know, um, or to know like you know they're still human too. Like they they get worked up about some of this about stuff that they see, or even Steph, right? Like Steph was holding up. He's holding up the zero after that. Uh, all those ESPN, <laughs> Kendrick Perkins, ESPN, yeah, per, big perk. They were all t- uh, talking about how how many uh, more rings will Steph Curry win in his career, and everyone hold up the zero, and they're all going like this, the zero, and uh, and then, of course the the one to round it all off, right, Draymond, and he literally said it. Um, I think. I don't know if it was the end of last season or the beginning of this season, but he literally said, like, do not like all the shit talk you guys, the media, the, you know, NBA, whatever, the narratives written, oh, they're done. They're too old. They're this, they're that. Right. He said, like, verbatim, don't let us win a fucking championship. Because he said that, like, he, and the fact that, you know, that he said he has that quote and they went out and did it, it's like, no one can ever say anything to Draymond ever again. It's like, like, congrats. You. Yeah, it's it's just, like, even if from now on they really do, you know, don't win another championship, they have four. They're cemented as one of the, leg- like, greatest legacies in the NBA of all time, right? Four championships, eight years, or whatever it was. Like, yeah, you're, you're never coming back from, from that, so... Um. I'm just bummed the Lakers didn't get their parade, honestly. Uh, it's coming. That. No, too, too late for that. <laughs> Two years ago. No, you're right, Logan. I like I like that attitude. There will be one in the in the near. As future. long as LeBron's there. <laughs> no, LeBron's gonna go to Golden State. He's tampering. <laughs> Man. Um but yeah, so congrats to the Warriors. I guess the they're like the new evil empire, but they're like the most likable one. Like, you know, like when Brady had his run, like he, he was still kind of that villain until I think it was really, well, for me at least, it was that Atlanta Super Bowl, right? That he came back and said, like, okay, well, I can't say anything now. Like he just came, you know, pulled off the best comeback, but you know, Belichick's still that evil empire. But this this Dubs team, it's like, I feel like it's pretty likable because KD gets all the hate, not not the Warriors, right? Like, they don't really get the hate. It's not, th- like, 
their fault, I guess. I mean, you know, KD made his decision, right? It, it was kind of on him. So, but anyway, um, yeah, great season for the dubs. Um, I guess we'll just hit real quick on Boston. So, Matt, you don't think Boston's coming back here, huh? Not with this roster. I don't think so. Because the think- East is, they're going to get so much better. And I might be biased because I like Giannis, but with Middleton coming back, I mean, when they're healthy, they proved that they're the best in the world. And they took Boston to game seven without him. So Giannis has shown every year he's getting better and better at shooting, improving his game. Drew Holiday, he can get back into that third star role, really lock down on defense, give you 15 to 20 points instead of trying to push him for 30 a night. But with Middleton coming back, another wing defender, a guy who's going to make, you know, a lot of shots from three. You know, he's mid-range master like CJ. I don't know who's going to beat him, especially in the East, especially in the East. And the point guard, the point guard is the key for the Celtics. They got to fix that. Do you think if they go out and get a traditional point guard? That yeah, that, that would help immensely. Like, I'm not saying like a Chris Paul is going to come there, but a guy like that who can just they should, like, get everyone in the right position. I like Brogdon. Aren't they talking about moving Brogdon? I thought, no. For, to Boston, though? Yeah, okay. They're probably not going to trade him. Maybe they should get Kyrie back. <laughs> that would be a crazy story. <laughs> He'll still get booed every home game. Yeah, guarantee he would still get booed. All right. Um, well, before we get into any Kyrie stuff, let's do a super quick um, way too early predictions. So uh, let's document it now. Finals matchup, Matt. Start with you. You go first. Ooh, with me. So knowing the rosters next year. Oh yeah, I mean, well, free agency hasn't from, even hit. From what? From, from what? Market? Right yeah, now. right. Right now, Ooh. June twenty first, twenty twenty two. We'll we'll come back to this as you know the NBA, because we know the NBA offseason is crazy every season, right? So, we'll obviously this is gonna change some narratives, but as of right now, um, who do you, who do you like? So out of the East, I got Giannis. Healthy Bucks team has proved that they're the best, especially in the East. So I'm not going to doubt Giannis. He's the best player in the world right now. With a full squad, they'll be back there. Then in the West, I mean, it's kind of hard not to pick Golden State. They have the chemistry. They got the firepower. I mean, the young guys are going to get better. Poole is going to take a next step. What else do they have? I think Kaminga is going to take a big leap next year. Steph is Steph. And they're just so, and they have Wiseman coming back too. Let's not forget that. So I got Bucks and Warriors. Okay. Bucks and Warriors. Logan. I am going to have to agree with Matt for his East pick. And I'm going with the Bucks. Giannis is just. The best player hands down in the world right now. And it's not really that close because he just has a great roster to fill out 
all of his negatives and all, all the shooting that's sur- surrounded around him just helps him play his own game and let him drive to the basket every single time. And just they have the right coach and they have the right system. They just need to be healthy. Uh, and for my West pick, I'm going to go a little bit spicy here. And I'm going to pick the Mavericks Ooh, to make okay. it to the, Ooh, the finals. I think Luca is going to take a next leap in his game. And he's going to be MVP of the regular season. I think it is, it's his time. Okay. I like that. So the, Christian, the Christian Wood trade was the deal breaker for mm-hmm. you. Yep. I think Christian Wood is a massive addition, especially like, for the pick and roll game I like and his defense. Wood. I agree. All right. I, I wanted to go spicy because, I mean, Bucks are a safe pick. So, I'm you know, let me go a little spicy here. I'm going to go with in the East. I, I was, I was going to say the Heat, but I don't know. Something tells me I don't think they quite get there again. I'm going to go spicy. I'm going to say because I think Philadelphia's in trade talks. So I'm going to go Philadelphia in the East. I think they make it. Um, and this is my even spicier pick in the West. I got the Nuggets. Ooh. A healthy Interesting. Nuggets. A Jamal Murray back, Michael Porter back with Jokic Nuggets. That's my like spicier pick. But uh, you know what? Let, I'll just go with that for now. I I've That's I have some confidence years. in the Nuggets. Ah, so Sixers is. Let whatever. me just say, you 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 trust James Harden to go to the fishing. finals? I'm just fishing with uh, with the East pick. My my West pick it's like a spicy pick that I have legit like belief behind. I I don't know, like Jokic. No Jamal Murray, no Michael Porter. They still were the sixth seed overall. Like that's the tall task in the West too of all places like even LeBron couldn't carry Bron and you know he couldn't carry I guess AD he couldn't carry AD to, to the playoffs even right even to the play in um so I don't know I I really like Jamal Murray in the playoffs too um uh, that one two combo the pick and roll like it, that thing is unstoppable so I like I kind of like the Nuggets as a as my sleeper team I might even place a bet on them making it to the finals next year. I don't know. I have a weird feeling about Denver. Uh, weird feeling right now. Obviously, I hope the Lakers win, but I have like this sneaky suspicion in the back of my head that, that Denver is going to be there uh, in the playoffs. So that's my that's my spicy picks. When we go to Vegas, we all got to put in a future bet for all of our picks <laughs> right now. They're- I'll throw like twenty bucks on the Nuggets. Yeah, to... guarantee. I bet that payout is going to be huge. I Must be plus not. like two thousand. Yeah, easily. So I'm ready. Um, all right. Well, let's. We have a little bit more time. Um, what do I want to talk about? I guess draft preview. We all think Paul uh, Bancaro is going number one. I don't know. I think he's going number one. 
Matt thinks he's going number one. I guess Logan, you're the only well, one. Let me say that. Let me stop you there. I think he should go number one, but I don't think he's gonna go number one. Oh, you think he should think, go number I think, one? I think Chet's gonna go number one because what, what about the third guy? Um, Jabari Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jabari. He has a lot of hype too, right? I like him too. He has that I, physique to me. Well, I guess who has the first pick? I don't even remember. Orlando. Oh God. See, Very but I, I, spot. I think Orlando's gonna take Chet because Jalen Suggs is on Orlando and they were teammates in high school. Mm. And they have that Gonzaga connection. So yes. You got a guard and you got a big. I feel so bad yes. for whoever goes to has to go to that team though. Rest <laughs> in peace to your career, man. I agree. I think it's gonna be Jabari. I think Surprise he'll go number pick. one. Okay. I don't know. I think they take Ben Carroll. They need a big. I can see that. He's like a big guard. Honestly, I think his game's going to translate really well. Yeah, to the next level. But, um, yeah, he's going to be the best player. Book it. (laughs) All right. But we'll be watching that uh, number seven pick for the Blazers. I wonder who who they'll get. You mean I don't even know that they they shouldn't even be picking. They should be dumping that pick to uh, Chicago for Zach Levine. Ooh, <laughs> that's true. Or Bradley Beal. They yeah. better Bradley ship Beal. that pick. You're right. That pick better not be there. That better not be their pick. They better ship that for someone. I agree. All right. So Logan, I think Logan likes that Bradley Beal take that I just yep. gave. Gotta win now. Screw the future. You gotta make time. That's for a uh, time. That's been pretty much the mo of throughout sports, right? It's go, go get it. So, I guess if unless you're the Warriors and you're just the golden franchise that built it from the ground up through through the draft, which is like basically unheard of now. Um, th- those guys are gonna be a juggernaut for a long time. But, um, all right, well. Let's just get into it real fast. The Kyrie to the Lakers rumors. I, f- I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I hate Russ on my team. <laughs> on my team, I'll say that. I think he's a great player. I don't know how he fits in with the Lakers. Anyway, oh, I just cannot deal with a Kyrie headache for the whole year. That's just me. I don't know if I could do it. Russ, is a, it's a different headache. It's like I love Kyrie's game on the court. It's the off the court that's going to bother me if he can't show up to big games, right? I think it wouldn't make sense for the Nets to trade with the Lakers. I feel like Kyrie holds a lot of value and you have better options somewhere else to make a trade. Also, there's no way Russ ends up on the same team as KD again. There's absolutely no And Ben Simmons too? Yeah, no. That's that's There's two, two bricks. Two walking bricks on the same starting five. You cannot have that. That's not going to fly with KD. Two ball-dominant, non-shooting guards. (laughs) Oh, man. Kevin Durant would not like that at all. I think he would request a trade, actually. Yep. For sure. (laughs) See, I want to see the LeBron-Kyrie reunion. Those are the glory days, man. Me too. Yes. I think 
they can do something special. LeBron's not slowing down. I mean, he, he's kind of slowing down, but he's still a top five player in the league. You can win a championship with him. I agree. And Kyrie on the court, he's the top, what, five-point guard in the league. I think that's safe to say in terms of ability. So you you replace him with Russ. and whew. <sighs> Granted, it all comes down to AD, though. AD <laughs> is the key. If he's on the street or in street clothes, then, yeah, good luck. But if he's 2020 AD, then I think you guys have a shot. The tough part is that Lakers do not have a pick in this next draft. So they don't have anything to trade away from, from like this draft. But they got did a couple of first rounders in the next couple of years, but not looking good trading-wise. Uh, we'll see. But you know what? I'm going to call it on this pod. It's okay. We got a trip to plan we, or get ready for. Yep. Uh, Vegas, you know baby. We'll be in Vegas. Me and Logan will be watching UFC 270 or two, 276? 276. Max Holloway on the main card. It's going to be fun. But uh, thank you all for listening. You know, we had a good season one. We learned a lot. Uh, we're going to take some time off, recoup, uh, refocus, replan. We're going to come back even better for season two, probably at the end of this summer. So uh, everyone stick around for that. Um, well, without further ado, thank you guys. And uh, we will see you guys next season. Thanks for having me.